Welcome to the Bromley Buzz. Somebody actually liked that when I did that before, Z. You, you were okay. slightly aghast. Okay. Carry on, Dazzle. Right. Well. Introduction? Introduction. Uh, my name's Darren Wheel of Intune PR, and my co host of the Bromley Buzz is. Zenat Narani of Vida de la Mariposa Coaching. Anyway, we're here at the Newman Flexible Newman Workspace Indeed. in Bromley, Once Bromley again. North. Yes, doing our recording. Yes, and uh, we've just been with our interviewee of the day. Oh my God, one. absolutely amazing. Goosebumps, apple in the throat. Is that what they call it? No, lump in the throat. Yes, <laughs> it's actually a frog, would you believe? Frog, frog in there the we throat. go. Rip it, rip it, rip it. <laughs> yes, Warren, uh, Warrant Officer Mark Kane of the 106th Royal Artillery Regiment joined us. He did, and he looked very dapper in his uniform. I do love a man in his uniform. I didn't notice. <coughs> <laughs> Right, anyway, we'll be introducing the interview with him later on. Uh, before that, uh, in national gossip, we both seen Strictly Come Dancing. We did. Rose Halloween. and Rose. Yeah, well, the costumes are great. Oh, uh, and the makeup and the Johannes hair. with his hair it was, and uh, the guy that he was with, who I can't remember the name of, but they looked like two Jedwards in um, Halloween. They did, didn't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they put me off the dance completely. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was actually disappointed with their dance for the first time, and I agree oh, yes. with the judges. But what made up for it utterly was Rose, oh, and her, her dance with Giovanni, Giovanni uh, which yes. earned them 40 points, the full sweep. I know. Earliest day in the history of the show. Incredible. She is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Well, I, we I'm could not... talk the whole show about Strictly, but we um, have other things to share. We do, actually. The first one is uh, regular buzz of the week, uh, or buzzes of the week. Buzzes. But um, I was, you know, myself, uh, along with uh, Sarah Marsh-Collins of Babel Monkey. Digital Marketing. Yeah, and uh, Jason Morrell. Of Jade Window Cleaning Services. Fantastic. We uh, took part in the, um, so the, well, actually, the Rotary Work, um, work Club, the Rotary Club of Beckenham, yes. um, Peter Braithwaite. He was organising a swim-along, and it was for the London Air Ambulance Charity. So we had that on uh, Saturday. West Wickham Pool? West Wickham, uh, yeah. It was, uh, so the pool was 33 metres long, from what I recall. And yeah, so we swam a mile, and uh, I can't believe I actually did it. But bless Jason, my last two, because I, I was slowing down because I obviously have my neck problem, but um, we're not going to be talking about that. But bless him, he was like, come on, Zena. And everyone's going, come on, Zena, you've got two more to do. And so off I went, and Jason did the last two with me. So he actually did 52 lengths, and Sarah and I did 48 lengths a mile. So um, we're really, really proud of ourselves. I'm really proud of myself. And I'm just going to read something. So uh, Christine Atkinson of the Rotary uh, Club, of all the boroughs in Bromley, mm -hmm. um, the district, she messaged said, thank you for your help yesterday, which meant the event ran without a hitch. 21 swimmers participated, cumulatively swam 38.7 kilometers. There are, were another eight or nine people swimming elsewhere, so they still don't have the exact numbers. So it's a good chance that we've done the whole marathon. As far as funds go, we have raised a rough calculation of £4,300 for the London Air Ambulance. And we're hoping to exceed up to 4500 by the time all the money is in, which is at least £800 higher 
than our previous best of 3,700. Well done to all concerned for doing that. Yeah. You sounded quite special. It and was. It, you were in the water for how long was it again? So it was al almost just over an hour. So, yeah, that's a lot um, of muscle work. Yeah, so it was, a, I think it was 1,608, which was like about 100 minutes. Um, do you know what was really amazing though? We were actually, when we were getting changed, Sarah and I in the dressing room, there was a lady there and she was talking about, there was a young boy who um, was, I think he was about seven, eight or nine, if you recall. And um, his target was to swim 50 lengths, but he swam 100. Gracious. I know, but us to shame. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that incredible? There were so many children there. It was such a buzz. And elderly people as well. Mm. I was really impressed. Some of them were swimming faster than me. Well, they've all done the <laughs> London Air Ambulance a lot of good. Yes, they have. So well done to everyone who was part of that, organising it, and who swam. And thank you to all those people who have donated to the London Air Ambulance. Oh, you're very welcome. Oh, sorry, that's not all those people, it's just me. You're included. <laughs> <laughs> right, moving on, uh, I have, some of the things we do for the Bromley Buzz are very agreeable and some of them are a bit off-putting. So I went to Shortlands Railway Station on Friday night. Oh, I um, Because they, they were doing a Halloween mm. celebration. I don't like it. I'm not a keen on spooky. This is what watching the Evil Dead film did for me. Years. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, no. Um, anyway, Shortlands Station, which I've only ever driven past before, and there was weird music coming out of the shut doors of the station when I got there in the dark and parked <laughs> up in the car park. And when I finally managed to get admitted, uh, the entire interior of the station had been taken over by uh, cobwebs, uh, arcane creatures, uh, figures dressed as death and ghosts Lovely. and ghouls and witches. Uh, there was a kind of animatronic witch going around looking really, <laughs> really rather alarming as well. Uh, there was a little buffet as well, which uh, wasn't at all spooky, which is probably... So is that where you're headed for straight away for under... Get under the cover. buffet. The buffet. <laughs> yeah, the, the safest thing in the room on the face of it. That's what you And round the back, mm. they will be having a community garden, apparently. This yes, is part I've of the, heard about the project that. there. But the community garden had been taken over by a whole series of gravestones, including apparently a real one. Oh. Yeah, uh, which was slightly alarming. And even more alarming, of course, was they had a coffin there, which had sort of smoke arising out of it, and it was open. Oh, awesome. You know, an open casket, as, as you might mm. say. And uh, they, they had um, a big barrel of blood, uh, or what looked like one, with a kind of bacteria coming out. And they said, oh, we couldn't do it without COVID. <laughs> but all this again was raising money for for charity. Yes. Uh, it was, I think, something which has been going um, for thirteen years or so in there in Halloween, and they've done other things other times of years. They've got things coming up at Christmas. Uh, it's just a major community effort on the part of the people what? at the station. You mentioned that. I mean, um, Christine, when we were at the um, swim along at mm. West Wickham, she mentioned to go down there. Unfortunately, we were absolutely famished and we just wanted food after our swim. But um, she mentioned to go down there. She said it's absolutely fantastic. But you know what? For all the time that I've lived here, and this goes to show why we do the Bromley Buzz, I had no idea that runs 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's, it's and I'm a Bromley girl. Well, you also missed, because on Saturday morning, they're doing a car crash. <laughs> so I arrived, and the station had a police van in it. You think, hey, well, police vans, they part in places, that's fine. But no, the police van was there, I think, for the next morning, because they were going to mock up a car crash, and I don't know if they were going to have zombies getting out of the car or something like that. <laughs> uh, Sounds like The Walking Dead. Yeah, and I said to them, you're, you're not actually going to crash the car. Oh, yes, we are. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think I had a sort of lamppost into the occasion, but no, it was fascinating. Well done then. Super duper. And little pause, because uh, we now have an interview which I recorded on not my usual device uh, with people who are involved there, including a Rotarian. Rotarians get everywhere, as we know. Mm -hmm. This was the Beckenham branch, I think. Right, this is the Bromley Buzz out very much outside of its comfort zone because I'm in Shortland Station. Uh, there are a bunch of gravestones on my left and an illuminated coffin. There are little ghosty things, skeleton things, um, blood things, uh, and creepy music, creepy everything really. I'm standing next to a Rotarian dressed as death, or possibly dressed, dressed as a Rotarian, I'm not quite sure yet. And I'm standing with um, a lady that's um, with the Rotary as well, responsible for putting all this on, D, I believe. Yes. Uh, and uh, you're part of the uh, station here. Yeah, part of the station, been here 19 years. And doing this for, what, 13, 13 did you say? 13 years, yeah, 13 years, been doing all events. And this particular one is towards Halloween what? Halloween is, is for two years, and this is going towards the Melzer and Scant. Which is the, which is the Shortlands Community Nature Trail. Okay. Which is basically, the graveyard you see now is going to be converted into a community nature trail. That's not something that often happens with graveyards, is it? No, you've got to dig it up sometimes. But we're always <laughs> looking for body parts. <laughs> so why did you start this off in the first place, um, 13 years back? I just like anything. I'm very community-minded, and I like, in my spare time, I bath old ladies. I do shopping for them. I do lots of other things. I help homeless people. I help them dry eggs. I do a lot of other stuff besides just do this. And your staff and former staff, and one of whom I met just now, all help you too? Yes, everyone helps. I've got no choice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm forced to be no, reckoned Well, especially when you've got a man with a sickle next to you as well. Sorry, yes, well, so she forced me into this as well. <laughs> and I help the Rotary Club with when it comes to Poppy Day, innit? Yes, we, actually, we, we have a stand here to collect for, for Remembrance Sunday. And we also, at Christmas time, we collect for funeral charities here. And Denise makes announcements over the tannoy to dig deep into your pockets so that we can have a charity. And we lock the gates so they make sure they pay. Um, you're from Beckenham Rotary, I believe. That's right. And what's your name? Peter. Peter Braithwaite. Oh, OK. And what, yes, you've got a swim thing as well, haven't you, um, uh, tomorrow, on Saturday? Tomorrow I'm organising the fourth swim-along, which basically is a plan to swim a cumulative marathon swimmers of all ages so it's a community event and we're raising money for the London Air Ambulance this year. Yes I know that um, two of my colleagues on the Bromley Buzz, Zenat Narani and Sarah Marsh Collins are actually swimming in it. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm nobly not, I've just done the sponsoring thing. Oh excellent, that's <laughs> what we really want. Yeah. So tell me a tiny bit about um, Beckenham Rotary. It's been around for about 80 years now I think. I haven't, by the way, despite my appearance at the minute. 
Um, and uh, it's about 40 members. Uh, we do a lot of uh, uh, stuff in, in the com local community. Um, this year I was organising, providing 200 laptops to, to school children. Um, we've got the Simalong coming along. We, have, we collect for British Legion. In a non-COVID year we get something like £40,000 in um, donations for the, for the British Legion. Uh, we have the um, Christmas events where we collect, we go along the streets with the Father Christmas and the, and the sleigh and we collect money for local children's charities. And there's lots of other things we do too, but um, that's all I can think of at the minute. Well, thank you for all of what you do uh, and including here. So we're at the preview, uh, the sneak preview of the screams coming out of the station, which presumably doesn't happen the rest of the year. So no, what's the rest of the highlights of this event for the people when it kicks off? Right, this is this is a two-day event, and we still got a lot more to do. Tomorrow we're going to crash a car into the front of the station. We're going to put a body underneath. I was going to say, can you define crash? Well, I'm going to crash it into the burst. <laughs> Lovely. And then I'm going to have a drunk driver holding a bottle, and I'm going to use the police van and cordon it all off and splat it full of blood to make it even more interesting. And then I'll be putting out few, quite a few ghoulies because we've got a surprise coming out here tomorrow. We've got a massive werewolf that is all digital and everything and it will follow and it howls really loud. So that werewolf's in my office at the moment, but that will be out here tomorrow. And we've got lots of other stuff to go out. You, you realise that Huddersfield is famous because he's got Felix the station cat and you've got a werewolf. Okay, so after... You don't mean Bob, uh, do you? You mean Bob, do you? Bob's her, uh, Bob's her henchman. You know, he's not going to be the werewolf, is he? No, it's, it's a proper one. It's like the repo. It's seven foot tall. And after this event, have you got any more things coming up we in your Christmas calendar? We the Christmas one. Okay. Yeah, last year we did Winter Wonderland and the display itself raised over £1,200, just the display. Nothing moving, just a stand display. People come through and put all their money in. We make a lot of money. I think I've hit now about three hundred and forty thousand pounds. Wow. Well, a brilliant job, if I may say so. Um, I, I hope it goes wonderfully for you, and you don't get rain on top of everything else. Yeah, so just make make our, your car slide even better. <laughs> our best one was when we had uh, one of our customers had cancer, terminal cancer. So we sent her. We put her in a. A nice posh hotel. We stuck her in the Hilton Hotel in London. We paid for her theatre tickets and we paid for her dinner and gave her a hundred pound. Paid for all her travelling and like cabs and everything. And then she died the week after. Yeah. And we raised sixty-eight thousand pounds so we could like put her child through private school. Yeah. Well, it looks to me, judging by what I'm seeing around me tonight, that you're completely doomed. I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I like goodies. <laughs> and look, we've got our own coronavirus. <laughs> yes, a, a, a sort of bucket of blood with a, a, a viral bacteria thing um, emerging from it. Um, you can use your scythe on that one later, Death. That would be very welcome to all of us. And on the door, by the way, I've got over there, Zombie Research Zone Authorised Personnel Only. Well, thank you, Authorised Personnel. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Right. And uh, that, that was uh, a nice insight into another uh, spooky part of uh, the right time of year for us.
here. Now, your buzz and my buzz, and next one, are going to be buzz. rather similar. Yeah, it but is. you can go first because you actually beat me to it in a way. I did beat you to it in a way, which I didn't tell you about it. But I actually, so the garden bar in Bromley on the corner, which is the old Royal Bell. And um, I was walking past there on Friday, it was. Uh, just going to get my nails done where I do, at Nail Teeny. Tinini, um, been going there for the last six years, seven years. Let's see, let's see. There you go. Oh, very nice. It's yes. red with a bit of glitter and one silver. Anyway, oh. and um, I was like, oh, and I was talking to Sarah Marsh Collins actually at the same time, and then I put her onto FaceTime. I said, oh my god, they've opened up the other sections, the food section. So literally downstairs where they had just tables and it was for socialising, they've cleared out most of that but they still got a centerpiece of this um, where you can sit down and eat and drink. But along the sides of the walls, they have put different types of food bars along there. And it looked absolutely amazing. And they were just like setting up. So the launch day was gonna be on the Saturday, which is when you went because I couldn't go. Too busy swimming. Because I was too busy swimming for charity. I know, some people have all the luck, I went. <laughs> <laughs> I know you did and it looked amazing. Dazzle, what did, tell us about it. Well, okay. Uh, well, I wasn't expecting there to be, uh, and I should have done it being Halloween, but Dartwing Angels uh, dressed up in the entryway with whom I had pictures. So I'd like to give a little shout out to Sabiha and Tita from there, particularly as they weren't exactly highly dressed and it was really cold. So I, I felt a bit sorry for the them. They were apparently sunbathing the afternoon, but morning it was cold for them. Uh, I met um, Jack from JC Electrical, who I bumped into in my business life, and I went in as well. Fantastic. He has actually effectively rewired the Royal Bell because it was a dormant place for about 12 yes. years or so yeah. until it's been going through its transformation as well. Uh, he actually looked, even though he wasn't trying like someone from Halloween, because he was covered in dust. <laughs> <laughs> which is very fitting. Uh, so I've got a very bad picture, which you probably won't, won't want me to use. But as you say, the eateries were there. There was um, pizza, Mexican street food. Um, nice churros, I think. Churros. Oh, churros y chocolate. They certainly would have been with chocolate. I didn't have any uh, on this occasion. But uh, I saw Gary Hillman. He came in. He's the oh, man really? behind the project. Mm -hmm. We had him interviewed on episode nine, in fact. So it was good to see him again. He too was um, pictured with Sabiha outside, and we put that in the at Bromley Buzz Twitter and Instagram. Instagram now that yeah. that's going as well. No, terrific. It, people are really going in there and having a good time. And something I don't think you would have seen yet: the old ballroom area is now in use. So, and I, I think it might be what was the Minstrels Gallery. I was looking down from above. Yes. And they had the person with the DJ deck up there. Oh, I saw that picture um, you took. Illuminated in a sort of green for the Halloween. Mm. And you look down and there's these uh, nice retro pictures on the walls, an old uh, coat of arms there, and a very shiny bar on the left-hand side, and clusters of tables with beautifully dressed people who had done the Halloween thing all around mm. it as well. Mm. And you just had this lovely Camden vibe in Bromley and uh, that's what they produced there. So yeah, they have uh, awesome. really produced a great vibe, haven't they? They have indeed. Uh, so, location. yeah, we enjoyed that and we'll be back. Definitely. All right. Well, this is the point at which we bring in nicely in time for uh, Remembrance Day. Oh, Remembrance Day, uh, yeah. Indeed, news later. The... Um, interview with Warrant Officer Mark Kane of 106 Royal Artillery mm. and um, we'd like to go over to that now. Right, welcome uh, Warrant Officer Mark Kane of the 
106 Regiment Royal Artillery, a reserve regiment, to the Bromley Buzz. Thank you. Thanks for having us. It's, it's, uh, it's great, great to be here and to talk to you today. Yeah, and I must say uh, thank you to Councillor Kim Botting, who uh, introduced us in effect by inviting Zena, uh, who's here with me, to uh, the Orpington Royal British Legion ahead of Remembrance Day. So that, that was very helpful. Now, um, can you tell us something about the regiment, Mark? Yeah, sure. I mean, um, so 106 Regiment, uh, we are an artillery reserve regiment who are based in uh, three locations, one of them being uh, Grove Park, um, which is uh, obviously just outside the Bromley boundary, but um, uh, we, we like to affiliate ourselves with uh, the Bromley uh, borough. Um, but uh, we are, a, as I said, a reserve regiment who are specialised in uh, surface-to-air missiles. So we shoot down aircraft, helicopters and drones, etc. That's the primary job, primary job of, of what we do. Um, we uh, have uh, individuals from all sorts of backgrounds uh, and being reserve regiment, you have that... Uh, specialist uh, outlook coming from all, all, from people all across uh, the uh, southeast of London. Can you tell me a little bit about the history of the regiment? I believe it actually started in Lancashire, I think. Well, it did all those years ago, but mm. it, um, it's, it has been in for uh, southeast London for quite a bit, bit of time now. And uh, we're based at Napier House uh, in, in Grove Park. Uh, it's quite a it's quite a lovely little regiment there, but it says it was a regular regiment once in upon a time, but now a uh, fully reserve regiment, uh, and it looks to it's, it's going from strength to strength at the moment. Yes, the word uh, reserve um, doesn't mean to say that uh, you're not involved in conflict from time to time. So you were telling me earlier that you had troops in Afghanistan prior to the um, leaving Afghanistan this year. Yeah, we had um, so one of my jobs is is to help the uh, mobilisation uh, of reserve soldiers, uh, and we were lucky enough to have three uh, three guys out uh, in Kabul, uh, and uh, they did a fantastic job uh, working alongside their regular counterparts, uh, and uh, their job primarily was to um, spot drones in the air. Uh, really, and then relay those coordinates back uh, to uh, higher formations uh, for them to deal with if, if they wish to. Um, but yeah, they did a fantastic job. Um, they were mobilised uh, for about three months prior to them deploying. Um, so they had uh, understandable families. <laughs> um, but that's another thing that we look, you know, we, we help with as well. Is we, you know, when the soldier does mobilise, we help out with their families to make sure they're okay whilst their sons, husbands, wives, girlfriends are, are, are deployed overseas. Yeah, so you have um, troops who are resident in Bromley, and uh, but how many people are in a regiment these days? Yeah. The, the army keeps reforming, so it's hard yeah. to keep up. Yeah, so there, there's, there's roughly uh, 200 uh, serving uh, reserve soldiers uh, within the regiments, and also you do have a regular uh, contingent who help and support with the training uh, to, you know, to make sure that everybody's up to date and current. Uh, and um, also you have 
civilians that work in there as well, as well as um, soldiers like myself who have done a, a full tour, a uh, full uh, career within the army, but um, have still got a, uh, the key skills to be able to continue on uh, sat behind a desk, if you will. Mm. <laughs> yeah, could you tell us a bit about your own history in the army? Sure, yeah. I, I joined in uh, 1997 uh, as a young lad and um, joined the Royal Artillery back then. Um, but I wasn't content with um, being a normal soldier, so I decided to do uh, P Company and then um, jump out of a plane after that. Um, so it was, uh, P Company is, is an arduous physical course. Um, and then after, if you successfully pass that, then you're lucky enough to get thrown out of the plane by an RF. Um, but it's, um, it's, it's a fantastic opportunity that you know, I gave myself as a young lad uh, and uh, never regretted uh, uh, being under a canopy at, uh, at night time, but it's, uh, it's fantastic, it's great. Um, I, I, I was originally based in a place called Thorny Island, which is uh, in Hampshire, a fantastic part of the world, just outside Portsmouth. And uh, my, my job there was, um, when I first joined, was the same role as what 106 Regiment do now, which is uh, surface-to-air missiles. And then um, the regiment were re-rolled uh, in 2008. Uh, and uh, I did um, then re-rolled to drones. Um, so uh, a, a system called Desert Hawk, um, which is basically a... Uh, a plane which is about the size of your kitchen table. You throw it up in the air, it has a camera underneath and then you can see what's going on uh, and you report that up the chain as uh, intelligence. Uh, and uh, uh, we did that in, Afghan uh, in Iraq and Afghanistan uh, and that, that system still goes on now. Uh, and then I, uh, I, I finished my career in uh, 2019 uh, as a chief instructor for uh, army drones and um, uh, now I've, I've uh, re-rolled into this job here to support the uh, Reserve Regiment. And uh, what uh, is the nature of that support? Uh, so I'm the uh, Regimental Operations Support Officer. So I deal with uh, mobilisation of reserve soldiers uh, on operational tours. I uh, deal with recruitment. Um, so you know I, uh, I uh, try to get as many people uh, through the door uh, to recruit. And also the uh, engagement uh, with uh, not only the employers around the local area uh, but also the community as well. We help out in community engagement as well as youth engagement as well. So we do stuff with uh, local cadet forces, uh, scout groups and schools and colleges as well. And uh, coming back to when we first met of course, we do have Remembrance Day coming up on the 11th of November and Remembrance Sunday on the 14th, which is why we have you in now. Um, what are you doing for those? Uh, so there's, there's a whole series of um, engagement events that we're doing prior to uh, Remembrance Sunday. Uh, for instance, uh, last week we were out uh, on Saturday in Bromley uh, in the uh, Glades, Glades Centre, Glades Shopping Centre. Yes. And um, where we were out there collecting poppies for a few hours, um, but unfortunately we ran out. And we would have stayed there for a bit more, but never mind. Um, we also have uh, on Thursdays the big uh, Royal British Legion poppy launch in the centre of London. Uh, so we've uh, got those sort of events. Um, we are also uh, going to be there in Orpington 
uh, High Street on uh, Thursday the 11th and that we will be there uh, for the uh, minute silence uh, and uh, afterwards we're going to do some poppy collection as well and uh, then Sunday we're at the big parade in Orpington uh, along the high street there uh, as well as um, we shall be taking part in the service of remembrance which is usually live on TV that one there so we're taking part in that the night before so we've got a fair few uh, engagement events leading up to that and presumably you'll be at the Canadian Corner as well Yes, it was a uh, councillor Kim Botting who was educating me on Canadian Corner. Uh, mm. She, uh, bless her, she's um, yeah, she'll be uh, a new experience for me, uh, Orbington, as I'm new to the area. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it'd be uh, it'd be it's always a, always a good event. Yes, uh, a chance to pay tribute to the Canadian soldiers who passed away in the First World War, and, and as a result of which we have ties with the Canadian uh, wing of the hospital uh, here in Orpington. Uh, what does Remembrance Day mean to you um, as a person that has been in the army for quite a long time and has seen active service? I mean, it's a, it's a special day for uh, people like me. Um, it's something that, um, having served throughout your uh, full military career, you, it's, it's strange to say, but you kind of enjoy the day because it's a day that you can talk about old times and things that you've done throughout the past and throughout your or throughout my operational uh, tours that I've done uh, overseas and it's also you know a time to remember quite rightly those uh, who didn't come back when we went on those operational tours as well as past operations uh, as well um, I had a, a granddad who was uh, a Dunkirk veteran you know so it's always good to uh, remember those as well, you know, because it's, it's not just about now, it's just not just about Afghanistan or Iraq or anything like that. It's about remembering every single serving soldier, airman, navy, uh, or even those who were there uh, throughout World War Two. you know. Uh, being a, a Dover lad, born and bred, I had many a story from my nan, God bless her, um, how she dealt with as a young girl during the, during the Blitz living in Dover. Um, so it's always a special time for me uh, and um, you know it's fantastic to see so many people out who don't necessarily have ties with the military um, but always uh, wear a poppy with pride and that's you know it's, it's what it's all, always all about to us is remembering that time. Yes we, we will be doing similarly and do every year. It was a real pleasure to be at the Royal British Legion. Yes. It's striking from the, the very first moment where we did, uh, were there when they were doing the exhortation to the people who have fallen in conflict uh, which we actually recorded and put in an earlier episode um, which is a matter of pride. Zina would you like to ask anything? I think you covered it all. <laughs> <laughs> very emotional. It's really lovely to, you know, I think hear straight from somebody who's experienced it, what it means to them, mm. to share with the rest of the, you know, the whole people yeah. out there listening. I think it's really important. It's, it's, really, it's really important that, um, you know, to certainly to me and to others is that, you know, it's not, I'm not necessarily saying for myself, but for people to have that support network, um, especially for you know those who who have served in recent operations, it's you know it's so important for somebody to, on Saturday said to me, 
you know, thanks for all that you've done. And it's until people turn around and say those sort of things is that you don't actually realise, you know, that you've got that fantastic support network behind you from, you know, somebody who's out doing their shopping on a Saturday Saturday afternoon. It's it's great to see. It's quite touching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quite touching to get that sort of support. Is there any particular support that uh, listeners to the podcast might offer you in the future in the regiment? I mean, you know, it's you know, always, it's it's nice to when you when you're a, a soldier in uniform to have somebody say hello to you, talk up and say hello to you, mm-hmm. and chat about things, you know, because a soldier will always listen because it's it's fantastic to, especially to to a, to a veteran who served in. In say, for instance, Second World War, you know, for all those guys there who served there, because you don't quite understand what they went through, because it's so different to how we have done operations. You know, it's, World War Two is certainly very different to Afghanistan, mm-hmm. and that's not just because of technology and things; it's just because of how the things were. You know, D-Day. Well, I mean, what that must have been like for somebody. You know, we've we've never had to experience anything quite like that uh, during my time serving. Uh, quite well, thankfully. Uh, you know, it's um, you know, and to get a, you know, to to talk to somebody, to somebody to listen, even you know, it's quite important for us to get that support. You know, but uh, yeah, it's fantastic to see it. And I think it's also very important for the younger generation as well. You know, it's amazing, how, you know, at the moment how they kind of touch base about things that have gone on, but it's not enough yeah. for them to really understand. As as adults, we can understand. Yeah. and say thank you and you know for what you do your, all your service but for a young person it doesn't I think it's really important to get that message across through the community and with what you do uh, absolutely absolutely I mean it's, I had I have two younger kids and uh, throughout my you know my last operational tours they were uh, a lot younger didn't quite understand and mm-hmm. I kind of you know I kind of quite thankful for that really um, but uh, you know if they were certainly older and was overseas and operations, there was stress and worry that they'd have to go through. Thankfully, they didn't. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they missed their dad. Well, I hope they did. Uh, they missed their dad, um, you know. But um, you know, it's, I don't think they quite understand the younger generation what it's all about, uh, you know. And and um, you can watch all sorts of things on YouTube and whatnot else, but it's it's you know, educating them uh, on what I've done. What previous people have, who have served have done is really important, I, I believe. Can I actually ask you on that? Do you actually, um, as a regiment, go into schools? So when I was in the educational sector working, we never had anyone come in. It was part of the curriculum. We mm. talked about certain things, but we never actually had visitors like yourself come into schools. Is that something that you do, or it's? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I've got schools would really appreciate from it. Well, absolutely, you know, and I, I'd absolutely offer that support to be able to do that to the local schools around the Brom area. I, I you know, I jump at the chance. I, um, I years ago, I went into my daughter's school dressed in uniform mm. because they were learning about remembrance and what it was, and um, you know, to have a, a serving soldier go out and stand up in assembly, and and you know, it kind of kind of gets the kids talking, you know, and that's what it's all about, really, yeah. isn't it? At the end of the day, is to get them talking about these sort of things. Um, you know, it's uh, yeah. As I say, I'd absolutely jump at the chance to be able to help help any school out uh, in educating the younger younger generation. Um, you know, we do do stuff with schools, um, mm-hmm. but it's not fixed around remembrance. But um, you know, it's okay. about getting the kids active and 
getting the kids um, uh, to communicate and all those sort of skills that we can we offer. Okay, and where can people find out about the regiment online? Yeah, so um, you can have a look at the uh, Army Army uh, website page there and uh, 106 Regiment 1 Artillery will come up on there but we have our own social media pages um, so we are 106 uh, RA or you can get us on uh, 106 Yeomanry Regiment 1 Artillery that's a bit of a mouthful but um, you know, we have a very active uh, social media pages uh, on Instagram and on Facebook uh, and there's even contact details on there for anybody who, who would like to find out more about the reserves. Um, it's a fantastic opportunity for people to do in their spare time, in their part time, and uh, money at the same time. Uh, you know, and um, it, it teaches you all sorts of skills that you could learn, and also uh, invaluable lessons that you can learn to help you progress through. In, uh, you know, if for, for also for your employers as well uh, leadership and management skills all those sort of stuff communication skills we all we offer that sort of stuff uh, to anybody that, that, uh, that serves as a, as a reserve soldier well thank you very much for coming in thank you very much for what the regiment has done in the past and thank the regiment also for what it will do in the future uh, thank you again thanks very much wasn't that good oh do you know what absolutely fantastic such a great guy um, so much experience and knowledge and what he's been through to hear those stories as well even after we finished recording the podcast and we were sat talking just he gave me goosebumps yeah I, I think there should be more of a connection between mm. military and civil life because mm. they do what they do in effect for us and it's life-changing for so it many is, of them yeah. as well um, you know, it's something that traditionally military people in the civilian sector haven't been terribly yeah. well looked after. And he was talking about there has been a lot of progress. There has. It's come a long, long, long way, hasn't it? And um, we're also talking about, um, you know, how it's about educating people, the young people as well, about what it's like to be in the service or volunteer in the regiments as well and everything they do. Um, and how they've got certain skills and, and knowledge and value that can they can bring once they're out of that into the you know into the wider community. Well, one of the things we didn't touch upon because I asked the question afterwards was about whether the regiment had women in it. Yes, which we will be touching on in a later episode. Yeah, because the short answer is yes, they do, mm. and we will be having Mark and colleagues back in the future, including from the. Uh, lady side of the regiment and I, I look forward to that yeah and we're also looking forward forward to hopefully going down there to is it, it's Grove Park, Park yep. isn't it to see them in action that's right yeah I, I, it's hard to imagine actually it is but I look forward to that too something I look forward to every week of course is the weekly affirmation where you leave us with something thoughtful to ponder thoughtful to ponder what shall we ponder on this week with my Begin each day with positive affirmations and empowering questions. My book's available on... Amazon, yes. <laughs> so, um, this week it's going to be... I'm just trying to get it out because... I say, so, when was the last time that you reflected on your own personality, characteristics, strengths, attributes 
and your self-worth and value and allowed this to give you confidence and empowerment? Mm, that's a very good question. That's a, a lot of questions in one go, actually. That's more like a small catalogue of empowering questions. It is. But they're all related to basically reflecting on your greatest qualities. Mm. And, you know, how have you used them? And also looking at maybe the qualities that aren't so great and how you can change them around and make them empowering. Well, you know what? One of the things about when you get a real grip on your mindset is that you can achieve great things. Mm. And we've talked about some of this already. Mm. The people at the station at uh, Shortland, mm. what they've been doing year in, year out, making thousands for charity. Yep. Uh, the Rotary Clubs with what they've done for the air ambulance and you swimming at enormous I know, I never from cold. I never thought I'd, I'd be able to accomplish that. No. Um, and if you think about it as well, being a a serving soldier and then shifting into a, what amounts to a promotional role, which mm. Mark has done as well, that's another leap for him. Absolutely. Uh, and even Gary Hillman in the developing of a, a dormant um, place in Bromley and turning it into such a lively thing. Mm. We've had examples of that. So, you know, people should think about this stuff and see if they can do something great for other people as a result. Yeah. Or even for themselves. Y you know what, I was um, at a family... Mm, um, do yesterday and it was in memory of uh, my uncle and my aunt who passed away um, they were based here in Bromley and Bickley they were literally just down the road from me um, didn't see them unfortunately but um, they passed away sort of within a month or so of each other and my two cousins they did the most amazing speech um, and basically you know one of the advice that the father had given was uh, live life how you want to live it, live your passion. Um, and I think that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was so much there, but um, yeah, won't go into that. But he wrote, also wrote a love letter to his wife which, after 38 years, which was beautiful as well. So yes, that was probably another buzz for me. <laughs> that's a good buzz. Right, I have news, news. news to share. Um, to our business listeners, Bromley Council business grants are available, two mm. of them. Uh, if you'd like to find them, you can look up the Council Business Grants page, uh, which is easily Googleable. And failing that, you can also look at Startup uh, underscore Bromley on Twitter, which yeah. is where I found a little posterette about that. Um, and I think on that note, I think one of the grants for the um, applying for the workspace, mm -hmm. office space for, yes. uh, for a year, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the deadline is the 8th of November. Crumbs. Well, people need to get a move on. I think it's that. for that one, or it could be for the personal business grant. So do go on the website ASAP and have a look. It'll all be on there. On a, a completely contrasting thing, we have Chartwell Cancer Trust. Yes. Uh, they've been visited in their Westerham shop by Gloria Hunniford, MBE, mm. and she made a donation to them, which is very nice of her. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, the Chartwell Cancer Trust, uh, we'll be having them on a later show as well. Mm. We've been talking to a fundraiser there, a great charity in a much-needed area. Great. Uh, uh, also on the news, can I mention, yes. um, that I forgot to mention earlier on, was that the... Um, um, the Bromley Mayor and his, uh, the Mayoress, mm -hmm. Geraldine, uh, they were at the West Wickham Leisure Centre mm -hmm. at the pool uh, giving the certificates and medals. 
and as you've, well. you've got yours now. I've got my certificate, I've got my medal, but unfortunately they came a little bit later as we'd already done our lengths yeah. um, and we were already out, but they were there towards the end. Hmm. I look so, yes. to seeing your medal. <laughs> Uh, another one, uh, there's so much stuff about this in the news at the moment, scams. Oh. The rise of scams, financial mm. scams, COVID scams, scam scams. Anyway, uh, on the 25th of November, between 1 and 2 p.m., Mottingham's Community and Learning Shop, actually, I, I'm, mis <laughs> I'm confusing my um, muses here. Ter apologies to Mottingham Community. Let's start that one again. Rewind. Right. Yes. Right, scam awareness. You can reserve a place for this. Yeah, maybe I'm right after all. <laughs> right, 25th of November, 1 to 2 p.m., Mottingham Community and Learning Shop Scam Awareness Session. Uh, and it, you can reserve a place by calling 0208 860 or emailing mcls at bromley.gov.uk. God, dear me, I, I would make a terrible scammer because I just get it all confused quite clearly. I'm just ring you up and say, um, I'd like to give you some money. I'm a scammer. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I also add in a shout-out for the Chislehurst Society, who are at Chislehurst Socky, S-O-C-Y, on Twitter, um, because they've got a book, book sale ongoing in their office in the run-up to Christmas, and indeed beyond, I think. I didn't know they had an office, so that's something I'm, I'm going to look up. So okay. a live, live place for them. Brilliant. Mm. Well, that brings the end of the news for today. It is. News round is done. Yes. Uh, indeed, everything is done, potentially, unless you have any other topics for the day. I don't, yeah. I'm excited to see what we come for, what come for, come up with next week. Lots of stuff. Yeah. Uh, we haven't actually yet tabled the interviews yet. I know. We've got to go down that list, don't we? Yeah. Uh, right. So, Over to our closing buzz, I think. Let's buzz um, out. We have been... That's over to you for that. Oh, it's over to me? Yeah. What am I doing? Yourself. Bzz. No. Oh, yes. I forgot this. Zinat Narardi. Viva de la Mariposa Coaching. And... Uh, Darren Wheel of Intune PR and both of Bromley Buzz. Uh, wishing you a very happy uh, run-up to fireworks night. Yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. And up to Remembrance Day next week. Yeah, that too. Uh, and, and remember uh, it's Sunday. Look after your dogs with the fireworks, Lorraine. Please do. There's lots of remedies out there for them, so use them to keep really? them calm. Yes. What kind of Scents that you can put out there in oh. the homes to relax them. Mm, I'd, have, I'd have thought maybe a, a cloud of something that knocks them out completely would be the only Oh, we could always put it. headphones on. <laughs> right, weren't we buzzing out? We will do, after I mentioned canine <laughs> ice cream. Did you know that there's canine ice cream these days no. as well? Is there? Dogs are so pampered. Right, this <laughs> <Bye. Bye. laughs>